0: Welcome to the Sing <laughs> Oh, I've got my Hold on, it's me. Seventh of April. Google Hangouts. Okay. Now remember, this is CPD accredited, um, and um, so anybody who wants a CPD certificate can uh, drop us an email afterwards, and we will send them a certificate, half an hour certificate, unless of course someone decides to talk for quite a long time. Remember also to sign up to our YouTube channel, and that way you will always receive a notification of when we're doing our Google Hangouts. Okay, so who do we have today? Today we have yours truly, Neil Singer. We have Dale Henry, look at him, he's so handsome. We have Richard Wolfred. unfortunately, Graham Dale can't make it, but our special guest today is Michael Metlis, and we would like to welcome Michael Metlis uh, uh, as a as a guest speaker, uh, so can anybody everybody please uh, welcome Michael? <laughs> Love it. Okay, so the <laughs> let's start with the news today. Okay, so the news, right? The news this week I wanted to mention is Easy Property have announced an eleven million pound loss, and Rob Ellis is quoted as saying. Investors have full confidence. Um, the September figures had a turnover of £875,000 uh, turnover and a gross profit of 490000 but a whopping loss of £11.3 Now I have been a big fan of Easy Property and Purple Bricks and uh, all these online agencies, um, but it's quite interesting that Easy Property have made such um, a loss actually to start with which I think is, is, um, is quite um, surprising really, because if you look at, here is the share price of Purple Bricks, and as you'll see once again, the share price of Purple Bricks keeps on going, it keeps on going, it's incredibly high, 294, they floated at, um, at one pound a share. Countrywide this week, traditional agency, shares unfortunately keep going down, they hit a new low this week of 150 a share. Foxtons also a traditional agency went down a lot this week however however i have to say that i had reason to speak to foxons this week in um, a property search and they were incredibly professional and incredibly smooth and slick they have a back office in chiswick who phoned me their front office in london called me as well and i went to arrange appointments and they really are actually a very interesting business and i think that even though the traditional uh, tr- traditional estate agency is suffering. I think if the, I think there is probably a halfway house, and I think Foxtons will probably um, um, improve. So I think their shares will probably go up. Actually, so that's my view on the news of the week. Now, I think what we'll do today. Any news? Anyone else got any news? Dave, you got any news? Any news you want to share? No. No, Richard, any news? No. Any news? No. Okay, we are gonna bring in we are gonna bring in our very our most esteemed guest today. And here we are, Michael Metlis. Michael Metlis is the Rottweiler of property litigation at um Leighton Paisner, and um, he's a good friend, I've known him for many years, and he's gonna give us a bit of an insight today about. Certain areas of property law and litigation. So I'm going to introduce, there he is, there's Michael Mellis. (laughs) And um, I need to unmute you. How do I mute you? Wait a minute, wait a minute. All right, there you are, Michael.
1: There you are. Yeah. Can you hear me now?
0: I can't hear you, Neil. No, you can't hear me. Don't worry about me. You're on. You're on. Do you hear me? Yes. Okay, everyone can hear you now. Yeah. What are we going to talk about?
2: Well actually, I've got a couple of uh, cases I wanted to uh, talk about which have got a which have a practical application to hopefully um, a number of your or all of your viewers. And I was going to set out some facts, I'm not going to talk for too long, set out some facts and then ask you and the viewing public how you think or how you and they think the court decided each case. Very clever. Very clever.
0: Okay. So off you go.
2: So the first case is between Bristol Rovers Football Club and Sainsbury's so two well-known parties and Sainsbury's agreed to buy Bristol Rovers ground you with me
0: I'm I'm with you
2: so So they agreed to buy
0: you with him are you with us yes I'm I'm listening okay yes go so they agreed
2: to buy uh Bristol Rovers ground and there was um Sainsbury's were going to turn it into a a mixed-use development of it with a big Sainsbury's store in at the heart of it and it was a condition of the agreement that Sainsbury's had to procure a satisfactory planning permission so they obtained a planning permission but it wasn't satisfactory there was an issue about um, store opening hours which they didn't like and they only had to appear permission if they had a council's opinion that they had a 60% chance of winning the appeal. And they got a council's opinion which only gave them the 55% chance of winning the appeal. So they said, condition hasn't been satisfied, we're walking away.
0: Were they obliged to, they, were they obliged to do the appeal?
2: Only if they had a council's opinion of 60% chance of success, which they couldn't get or didn't get. And they weren't. Okay, you got it. Yeah. So, they terminated the agreement and were quite happy to do so because commercially it wasn't viable for them anymore. So they were happy to get out. And Bristol Rovers were understandably upset about this. And um, I should point out that they had to use all reasonable endeavours to secure this playing permission. And they also had a a best endeavours obligation in the agreement, so they had to use best endeavours throughout to act properly and get this agreement performed. So, Rover said, "Well, notwithstanding the fact that you didn't get your 60% council's opinion, you still ought to appeal because that's part of your best endeavours obligation, and also you should let us step in." and conduct the planning process ourselves. Even though it's not in the agreement, part of your best endeavours obligation is to allow us to step in, even if you don't want to do it and you're, you want to terminate. The agreement's not terminated because we should have the chance to get the planning permission through so that we can sell the development to you. Okay. Those are the facts in summary.
0: OK, so can I ask you a question? Yes, please. OK, so my question is, you said that they, have, they, they had to have a council's opinion, I've got this right, of yeah. 50%... 60%. In order, 60% in order to, chance of winning,
2: yeah.
0: They had to have a 60%, 60% chance in, terms, in, in order... So if they didn't get 60%, they, they, they didn't have, have, to, have to, to... They didn't have to make, they didn't have to... They didn't have to... Um, launch appeal. appeal. Yeah. Well, my question, how do you judge... I mean, we all know, in my experience, of dealing yeah. with um, yeah. pastors, they know, no one ever says 100%, and it's so subjective. How do you, how do you say 50, 60, 70? So where did the 60% come from? That was in the agreement. Okay, all right. So, the, and we've got to tell you who we think won. So, yeah, so okay. we've got a show of hands. Or, a show of hands, okay, show of hands. Show of oh, hands. Hold on, let's, let's, let's pass it around the room. Right, Dale. And and, yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, 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 Michael. Come on,
2: you were saying and. What's the and? No, so the the the, the, it's a show of hands, really. Who thinks Bristol Rovers won? Remember, there was this best in. There was this. It was it was a good faith obligation on the part of 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 um, of uh, Sainsbury's, which Bristol Rovers said that trumps everything. Whereas, yeah. Sainsbury said, the strict terms of the agreement have been complied with, we
1: can walk away. OK, so. So okay. Who, thinks,
0: who thinks but, Bristol Rovers won? Wait, 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 you got any questions? Yeah, sorry.
1: Question. Mm, n- yeah, I've got it. I've got it. I've got any
0: questions? Genius. Richard? I'm, I'm clear as well. You're clear as
2: well. OK. Man. So who thinks Bristol Rovers won? I do.
1: May, May. Uh, I do.
3: I th- Bristol Rovers. Yeah, I yeah. agree.
2: Hold on, I need to think. I
0: need to think. You're saying so. You're so Richard is saying Bristol Rovers. Dale's saying Bristol Rovers. Uh, let me think. Uh, I am Yours? going to say.
2: Yeah.
0: Well. My, yes nice because because you see when people do conditional contracts based upon planning yes. my experience is that really any developer can wriggle out if they want to You know, they might say the brick's the wrong colour or it's yeah. too high so it's almost yeah. it, doing a, condition, a deal conditional on planning it's yeah. very very hard to enforce it so I'm actually going to go with Sainsbury's
2: Neil I congratulate you because the judge agrees with you
0: Well, I don't want to say, boys, that um, (laughs) you know. I mean, I do. (laughs) I do remember Reading University, nineteen eighty, law course, uh, uh, land management. Thank you very much. And that's and that is why I am an M R I C S. So, Michael, there you are. Is that is that the reason, though? Yeah. the 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 reason because they can always wriggle.
2: It's very easy to wriggle out of these. It, it's always possible, there are always arguments you can use, particularly when the agreement was drawn up years ago, and the, the, when you finally get to the crunch, circumstances have changed, and what the parties envisaged at the beginning may not be what they want at the end. And there's, as you say, as you very eloquently put it, you can always find a technical reason. I say always, it's easy, it, it's, it's not difficult to find a technical reason to, to wriggle out of these agreements. So the agreements have to be very tightly drawn up. And the good faith, this wide good faith obligation, and the, the, this all reasonable endeavors obligation, parties think that that would save them. But it, in this case, it didn't. In another case, it might do, but in this case, it, it didn't. So it was an away win for Sainsbury's.
0: Hmm. Okay. Good. Very good. Right. Next. Do you want another one. Do you want another one. You know, this is actually like proper CPD. Yeah. It's, it's... actually. Do do we want do we want anybody? To, if anyone watching has got a question, should we just give them a moment to ask you a question? Hmm. No. No. They're probably out in the sun. It's nice out. It's nice out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to respond. <laughs> it is very nice out. Neil, you yes. should try it. Yes, but we're yes. both in. We're
0: both in, that right? Okay. So next, next case, one nil to nil.
2: There's a. This is um, a case about a a break option, a tenant's break option, which feature quite commonly in leases. And the this tenant was NHS Property Services, and they'd taken this great big floor plate and they'd. divided divided it up with partitioning into small offices for the NHS managers. And they, uh, they had the right to break the lease early, on condition that they gave vacant possession. So this case is all about what amounted to vacant possession. So they decided to break early and when it got to the break date they handed over the property they took out all their stuff whatever stuff is their tables their chairs their bits and pieces all the movable stuff and they they moved that out and they handed back the keys to the landlord's agent and they left behind the partitioning that they had installed they left behind a kitchen they left behind some wooden flooring all these were tenants alterations which they carried out under licence, and that licence provided for them to remove the alterations at the end of the term if the landlord served notice requiring it.
0: If the landlord served notice requiring it,
2: requiring removal, but they didn't. The so didn't,
0: the landlord didn't serve
2: notice. Okay. Yeah. Now this all turned on the partitioning. So forget about the other stuff. This was yeah. all about the partitioning. So the. The floor was divided up with all this demountable partitioning and the serve notice, the landlord could have served a notice on them saying by the break date, you're going to have to remove all your everything you've installed, but they didn't. And NHS left, but they left the partitioning behind. And the landlord said, well, you've not complied with the vacant possession condition because you've not given up vacant possession because you've left behind the partitioning. Uh,
0: Question, question, question. Yes. Did did they need to, did uh, the landlord claim to have sent a notice?
2: No, no, there was, no notice was served. So contractually, NHS did not have to remove the partitioning. but
0: Did they have to, did they have to uh, serve notice? Okay, so when did they have to serve notice on the tenant?
2: Before the end of the term. So before the break date, okay. they, if they wanted the partitioning removed under the lease, they should have served notice before the break date. But the landlord said, regardless of whether or not we serve notice, You should have removed the partitioning anyway in order to give vacant possession because you've not given vacant possession. And its reasoning was that the partitioning amounted to chattels. So they weren't fixtures, they were chattels because they were removable and they were chattels. And if you leave chattels behind, you've not given up vacant possession. And furthermore, they were chattels which prevented the landlord from using the property after the break had been, the, 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 after the break date. So they couldn't re-let it with all this partitioning in it.
0: Who was, your, who was the
2: landlord? They were called Riverside Park. Not sure who they are.
0: Wasn't it, was it an institution? Or It doesn't look like it. Um, might, it might have been. And you want to know who won? So, Sorry we want you want us to tell you who won
2: well before before asking you who won You would normally think that partitioning is a fixture wouldn't you because it's it's fixed to the floor and the ceiling and the walls often and You would say that that is at least a tenants fixture now tenants fixtures were excluded from the demise in the lease, but NHS said, the minute we left, they became part of the demise because we left it behind. You didn't require us to leave, to take it away, so we left it behind. It formed part of the demise when we left it behind. We've given vacant possession because we've left you because these are fixtures. They're not chattels that we had to remove. So it turned on the nature of this partitioning. Was it a fixture? Was it a chattel? Was it part of the property? I mean, you would imagine that a fixture would be regarded as part of a property, wouldn't you, or would you?
0: Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. I know what I think. Okay, Dale, you have got any questions? Dale. No. Uh, no, you're okay.
1: Yep. Yeah. No, no. Again, I'm, I'm clear on the. Circumstances. Whether I'm clear on who's right or wrong, I'm not sure.
0: Can I just Can I just say, are you sure you don't want to ask a question? Because you did get it wrong last time. <laughs> no, no questions. Okay, very confident.
2: Right, Richard. Right. So, who thinks NHS won that they'd validly exercise their break? They give them vacant possession.
0: Wait a minute, wait a minute, Richard wants to say something. Richard, you got any questions?
2: You can play this at home, everyone, by the way.
0: Yes. Yes. I think... No, hold on, before you give the answer, any questions?
3: No, no questions, no questions, I'm clear. Have you got any questions, Neil? You normally have?
0: I've always got questions. I... Suggest. I suggest... That this all hinges upon whether the partitioning was how it was fixed to the premises. I don't think this has got anything to do with the serving of the notice. I think it's got to do whether it was a permanent fixture and how easily it because the whole point about demands for partitioning is it can be demounted. Mm. And I suspect this all relates to the nature of the partitioning. Am I warm? You are. Oh, what can I say? What can I? You're say? good. At, you're good.
2: You're very good.
0: <laughs> what can I say? What can I say? What does the and what does the? It's...
2: But that doesn't necessarily mean you've got the answer right. You you've got the answer, but it does come to the nature. It's the nature of the partitioning. Was it a fixture or was it a chattel? Hmm. 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 Okay. So I'm going
0: to say it. I'm going to say that. What, room... what does vacant possession
2: mean? If you just leave, leave a, a room empty and with all, with all your movable stuff, you take it all away. Haven't you complied with the vacant possession requirement? Well,
0: funnily enough, we actually had to exercise a break option. No, we didn't exercise a break option. The landlord exercised a break option on a. And we left behind partitioning? Yes, we did leave behind partitioning, Richard. But we were very careful to make the premises really quite clean and tidy, didn't we? Or there wasn't quite the same, I think... Not it, was, it, it wasn't the same thing, actually, because... It's not the
3: same thing. Just because you, you leave it clean and tidy doesn't mean you're complying with the terms of your lease.
0: I think they wanted us out anyway, didn't they? I think they had enough of my jokes.
2: Come on, let's go. I, I, we okay, need a vote.
0: Right. All right, all right, vote. Dale, hold on, let me turn you on. Oh, no, Dale, hold on. All right, you're speaking?
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah. I'm going to go... I'm siding with...
2: Can feel the tension.
1: The tenant, the NHS. Okay.
2: Richard?
3: I am going to side with the landlord.
0: Okay. And I think I am going to. We love it. I am going to side with the. Landlord as well. Now okay, so wait for it. Okay. Um, Michael?
2: Michael?
0: <laughs> one. Oh, two out of two. Two out of two. That's two What, Dale Dale Dale, it's been nice working with you. It's Bus. been it's been nice Bus. working with you. Oh, there's a but. There's What's the but?
2: The the um uh it's going to appeal. The, 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 the NHS, they've applied
1: for leave to appeal, to the Court of Appeal. So I might still be right? You might still be right. Thank you. Might you. Might so, might still be here.
2: All, uh, the, all these cases, they're very close-run things. That's why they go to trial. So keeps it, it's one. never entirely clear who's right or wrong. Well,
0: so what was the reason for the decision? What do, they, what do you call it in law? You call it something? Judgment. Yeah, that's it, a judgment. What was the ju- now? What was the reason for it? What do you call the Great it? Russia,
2: The reasoning was that the the judge thought that the, the partitioning were chattels. Actually, they were. He didn't even think they were fixtures. So the judge said that they were chattels, and even if they were fixtures, they were tenants' fixtures, which the tenant still had to remove. So it was quite a big win for the landlord, but the tenant is appealing and or is applying for leave to appeal to the Court of Appeal in July. So it's not, it's not over yet, but I think the tenant will lose. Who did you act for?
0: Actually, on both these... You adjunct- only
2: got, no, we did. They were, neither were our cases. But the, 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 um, the, the, the sec, that second case has got quite big implications for tenants because if you've got a break right, which is conditional on vacant possession, it's, it's, it's actually quite difficult to perform, to comply with that condition if you've carried out alterations because effectively... If you're acting for the tenant, you're saying to the tenant you're gonna to have to strip out because you can't leave you can't leave it in any doubt. You just got to to so the avoidance of doubt, you say to the tenant, just strip out everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah, okay, very good. That's very interesting, Michael. Yeah, it's quite a nasty
2: little case actually. Hmm. That one.
0: Any more? That's really good question. I have, actually. This is quite good fun. Should, tell, guys, <laughs> should, we, should we just do one more rather than talk about property? This is much more interesting. Okay, come on. Let's go for another one, uh, Michael.
2: I haven't prepared. I, of course I have. The, uh, the, this is a um, <laughs> This is a Rights of Light case. Oh, Rights of Light. And it involves Scandia. Do you act for Scandia? No. Scandia were the developers and the Ottercrofts had a restaurant next door, the development. And this is quite a The what? It's called Scandian Ottercroft, the cave. The Ottercrofts were, were a couple, I think, and they had a restaurant which was next door, a development. Okay. And, and the development... Part of the development, a minor part of the development, involved the replacement, and this is quite funny, the replacement of a wooden fire escape with a metal fire escape. Have you ever come across a wooden fire escape? Because was a fire, the thing. Anyway, so it made sense, I would think, to replace a wooden fire sounds escape. Sounds
3: like an oxymoron to me.
2: It does. <laughs> so it made sense to replace this fire escape with a with a metal one. The, the, the effect of putting in this fire escape though was to partially was to obstruct the light to a kitchen window of the restaurant, so it wasn't the the main restaurant itself. It was to a, a a window at the side of the kitchen, so it was a very minor obstruction of light. And the otter, are you following me? Yes. So,
0: sorry, it was a fire escape on the autocross building.
2: No, it was on the adjoining building, and it was being part of the development, the effect of putting in this new fire escape would, have, would, would reduce the amount of light that was getting into the kitchen, but not by a, a great extent. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. So the Ottercross said, they looked at the plans, uh, and they said, there's there's going to be this obstruction, and we're, we don't want you to put the fire escape that where you're putting it. You can put it where you like, but you can't put it there. And the landlord, the developer gave an undertaking to the Ottercross that they would that he would not breach their rights of light. So he gave it a written undertaking that he wouldn't do anything that might obscure the lights of the restaurant window. Yep. So what do you think the landlord did, the developer did? What do
0: you
2: think the developer did? He he did obstruct uh, it. He did obstruct it. So he ignored it, he breached his own undertaking and he went ahead and he just decided to build He probably thought, I can't be bothered with this. It's a minor infringement. The worst I'm going to be, it, it, they're going to get sort of 10,000, 20,000 pounds damages out of me. And it's worth, I can't hang around and I'm going to go ahead and develop. So went ahead and develop, put the fire escape in, and the autocross applied to the court for an injunction requiring Scandia to pull down the fire escape. So, bearing in mind this was a minor, minor infringement, the the damages, the book value of this infringement was about 10,000 pounds, which is negligible. Do you think that the Ottercrofts got their injunction? Now, against the the minor nature of the infringement, the landlord breached its own undertaking. So, he he he, he, um he really acted in a sort of an underhand manner. Um, So,
0: question, last question: Has planning got anything to do with
2: it? No. Let's start with. Dale. Injunctions yeah. quite a big deal. It's quite a big deal to injunct a development.
0: Dale, do, Dale do you, I think you might be sensible to ask a few questions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
1: I am, hundred percent confident on this one.
2: You? <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Do you know the? Elk?
1: I know the autocrops Yeah, they're good friends of mine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your What's your call,
1: Dale? My call is. I think despite it being a minor infringement, I I'm siding with the Autocrofts. Okay. Richard.
3: I think actually think it is more of a moral issue than a legal issue because I can't understand what risk there what loss there is rather to the autocrofts in reality. And although the developer has acted immorally, I think ultimately they could do what they wanted to do and i'm going to side with the developer
0: interesting that's interesting uh well i'm actually, very I'm, well I'm, argued by I'm the way i'm going to go with the Otter, i'm going to go with the ottercrofts because i don't i think they must have i think they must have breached a le- their legal duties under their duty, under their um, legal obligations not to obstruct the right of light. I don't think quantum comes into it. So I'm going to go with the Ottercrofts. Hold on, wait, 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 hold on, wait. I've been practicing this, wait a minute.
2: The Ottercrofts got their injunction. Ah, three-nil,
0: three, hat trick. (laughs) Neil's on a hat trick. Uh, Michael, Michael, do you need any help uh, um Bowen later? Yeah, your, I mean, job, I've, I've, I've,
2: my I've, I've, job's under threat now.
0: <laughs> Maybe we could swap. <laughs> we could swap. <laughs> we could swap. Hold on, Dale, you got that one. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay, so I, I, think, I think. Okay, so I think if I, I don't want to rub it in at all, but one, one, to Dale, one to Richards, and yeah. was it was it three to nil? I think it was. It three. was three. It was three, it wasn't was it? Three. It was three. Okay. Yeah, well, was... thank you. That's that's very interesting, Michael. But could I, I say? Wait, wait. That... Go on. You May can... I ask what
3: what the judge ruled on giving uh, on on um, the uh, the the reason for the ruling?
2: Good question. Because even though normally on a, where where it's a small infringement like that you would not expect the the claimant to get an injunction. You just wouldn't expect it. So to that extent, Richard, your reasoning was absolutely right. But in this case, because the landlord, the developer rather, had acted in breach of his own undertaking, that was what the court took a dim view of. And it was said in the judgment, it was to teach other developers a lesson. So it wasn't just on these particular facts. It was to teach developers a lesson that you can't go around doing things in breach of other people's rights, which these rights of life, the, the, the rights were breached. There was no dispute it was breached. It was a question of what the remedy was. And you can't go around as a landlord breaching other people's rights just because you think it's minor. You're not going to get away with it. And it, want, it was a deliberate message sent out to developers in this case, so the moral of the story is: if you're a developer, be nice to your adjoining owners. If you're a landlord, be nice to your tenants. You can't have too much consultation, actually.
0: Yeah, very good. That do you know that was very interesting. Very interesting, Michael. Thank you very much. Okay, should we? Um, could, do you wanna do you wanna watch? Do you wanna learn? We can learn. Teach about property. It's much more complicated than law. <laughs> okay, shall we run? I tell you what, guys. Since we've been on for thirty minutes, should we just talk about the upcoming sales rather than what's on the market? Because um, if we just people can go to our website and see. So we should. Why don't you guys just run through
1: the multitude of sales coming up?
3: We have got. A lot of sales coming up, 15 or 16 sales coming up, which is a blend of high street retail in England and Scotland. We have got retail warehousing in Scotland as well, and we have got retail in Greater London, the Midlands, the North East, and also Scotland. Uh, Lot sizes range from £400,000 up to uh, £3 million, Um, so hopefully... A few things to suit most pockets. Uh, get in contact with us and we'll supply information early where possible. Otherwise, look out for our emails.
0: Is that all our sales? Was that all our sales?
3: Sales you wanted. Oh,
0: so that's all the current right?
3: sales. You said upcoming sales.
0: Oh, upcoming sales. Okay, so Dale, why don't you, why don't you mention uh, the ones on the market very quick that we've got now? Okay, Mr. <laughs>
1: Oh, I muted you. Sorry. Hello? Okay. Um, so just a quick run through of our current sales. We've got. We've just bought to the market a retail warehouse in Scunthorpe, which is let to go outdoors with 11 years unexpired. That one we're quoting just over £2.5 million, which is 6% with a reversion yield of 6.6%. We've got an Iceland store in Saltcoats in Scotland with 13 years unexpired with fixed minimum increases. Um... million pounds, six and a quarter percent rising to seven percent um, in uh, 2020 and eight percent after that. We've got a health and fitness club in Cumbran, South Wales, 19 and three quarter years to Nuffield Health, 3.85 million pounds, 6.4 percent, and we've got a restaurant in Swansea City Centre, let to ask, with seven years, that's just over a million pounds, 6%. And finally, we've got a number of um, banks' investments in locations in Scotland, Carlisle, which are all let to Bank of Scotland with 15 years unexpired.
0: Okay, good. Good, good, good. Okay, so, um, that's it for today, I think. I think Can I, can I just say,
2: Wait. I'm getting so many messages, Neil, WhatsApp messages, Same principally what? from my family. <laughs> so I just want to say hello to Jessica and, and her work colleagues at QVC.
0: Oh, well, if you're going to do that, I'm going to say hello to Annabelle. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. You've forgotten someone very important in your life, uh, Michael. Yeah. Do you want to... Um... Do you wanna mention um the dog?
2: Ollie. <laughs> you're not gonna mention the dog? No. Um, okay. All right. I had a rabies jab this morning, actually. Really? But that's another story. I don't even know why I mentioned that. Just you mentioned the dog. So I, I mentioned I had a rabies jab.
0: Okay, well whilst are on the subject, could you where whereabouts <laughs> did you have it? In my arm. No, I mean which part of London?
1: Ah, <laughs>
0: Okay, good at this. I like this. Okay, yeah. I like this. Okay, guys, so look, that is a very, in- I think that was a really interesting uh, Google Hangout today. And actually, I can announce something that is a, we actually have had a 400% increase in the number of likes of people watching. We've had four people, that's a 400% increase. Two percent <laughs> who've actually liked us. So that's pretty good, isn't it? That's a, it's all about statistics. It's, it's all about building, sort of. Anyway, so can I just say, if anybody would like um to contact Michael for some legal advice, uh, he's offering a 5% discount. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: fine. 5% is good.
0: I thought I'd start low. Start low. 5% is an office, but in all seriousness, if you contact um, Dale, Richard, and myself, if you need any uh, legal advice, we'll put you in touch with Michael. All right, and um, we'll be delighted to help. And in terms of um CPD certificates, anybody would like to contact us, we can send you CPT certificate. And I think we're done. I think we're done, aren't we? I think uh, Dale. <laughs> Richard. <laughs> and our guest, Michael. <laughs> Okay. So we see in two weeks' time.
1: Thanks very much. All right. Bye.